Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PostySquareRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us on the panel this week, we have Monkey. Hi, everybody. Monkey down here in the Southeast US. Hope everybody is high. We have Bubblehawk. G'day and good morning, everybody. Bubblehawk here from Australia. We have guest panel member Chad Westport. Howdy, everybody. Checking in from the West Coast, USA. Nice. And returning to High and Homegrown this week after a long break because she's been very busy is Marge. That's right. So, Marge. Back from. Well, I haven't been back from anywhere. Anyway, hi. Fucked <laughs> <laughs> up your intro. Can we applaud Marge? Just I made her practice. Yes. Yay. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, just Rusty. We had one week off and we came back and we forgot to record for the first seven minutes of the show. <laughs> we had no idea what the fuck is. It's just a week right. off. It was it was shocking. But, you know, we, we caught everything up. We did click record, didn't we? Let's just yeah, check yeah, that one. We figured ways around it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. We're good. We're good. We're ready to go. How was that, John? Please rate that intro from between one and 15. Please. <laughs> uh, minus three. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what happens when you learn new things, though. Those brain cells have to push something else out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Not what it is. 15 there from Dr. Green Thumb. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. Much appreciated, bro. So, here we go. It's time to get high and homegrown and shit. Chad some Damn shit right. get high. What are we all smoking on this week? What you got, Chad? What, you, you must have something nice. Uh, right now, I'm actually cutting on and smoking some Twin Peaks. It's a uh, cross from a Lucky Dog Seco. There's this guy, Skunk VA. He's really looked upon as the holder of the chem lines uh, in the States nice. and I guess the world for that matter. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a Chem 91 crossed with Chem Sis. I'm a Chem fan, so mm. Twin Peaks hits the spot for me. Nice man. What are you hitting, March? What you got? I got a dosy dill grape lime cross that I grew myself. That I haven't actually tried Ooh, yet. Woo. Oh, so this is the first time you tried it? Yeah, well. it's going to be. But I, I'm judging a cannabis cup, but I just picked up my my judges kit on Friday, and there's so much fucking weed in it Ooh. that I don't know. <laughs> how I'm gonna smoke it all. I'm like, what have I got myself into? Shit, man! Is this the first mm, time you've judged a cannabis yeah. cup? Yeah. Nice. Basically, I have a few friends over to help judge. I am right? totally blitzed for like the next three weeks. So, uh, yeah, if you need any help, you know, we can. Come yeah, no come. problem. Yeah, I might. I might need help actually. We'll just sit on the porch and smoke. We don't worry about us. We won't come yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd be on my way over. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't really even smoke that much anymore. I get so high so quick. I said on last week's show, it hit the bong, like just one hit of the bong, and it fucking mashed me up, man. That's because the weed was so good, man. Yeah, but it it was the lemon tree, Mm. and damn, it hit hit hard, man. And then yesterday, I was going to have a, uh, well, I did have a game of zombies with Billy. I played some Call of Duty. And about an hour before that, I'm like, let me get a little high, you know, get ready for the zombie game, and hit a fat bowl. My gosh, I didn't think I was going to make the game. (laughs) (laughs) i was smashed man but i made it it was all good it was all good so yeah bubble hawk what are you smoking um i'm actually hitting some chem stuff as well i'm on uh chem tangy at the moment so it's a chem dog crossed with tangerine dream Mm, classic man fucking tangerine dream Mm, what a strange tasty as fuck gassy nice and citrusy What's monkey holding? What you got, bro? Oh, well, right now I'm just kind of waiting on these edibles to kick in. I'm already feeling oh, it. Yeah. Uh, I dosed heavy, heavy on edibles before I came in. It was some crystalline entity that had been infused into avocado oil, made into a drink. <laughs> I, I think by my calculations, about 65 milligrams, and it's 45 minutes ago. It usually takes, uh, you see, I'm doing all this math because you can tell it's really kicking in. It's making my brain go crazy right mm-hmm. now. It usually Jeez. takes a couple hours for full intake. But 45 minutes, if I'm feeling this way, it's going to be a good show, man. <laughs> Ooh. Settling in. Settling in. I'm smiling like crazy right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> and right, right now, to everybody's surprise, I am uh, vaping with the mighty here. I'm vaping the CBD cream and cheese, man. Mm. Why would oh. that surprise me? 
Because usually it's lemon tree, lemon tree, lemon tree, lemon tree. Yeah, I was Come saying, on. you rave so much about that CBD cream and cheese. Yeah, it's, it's like I didn't want to get to, as I explained, when I hit the bong yesterday, it's like, I don't think I'll make the game. We've got a show to do. If I hit that lemon tree in the bong, it might be like, okay, I just got to leave this to you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in about a half hour. Shit. <laughs> nah, look, we, we can hang in there. Look, we outsmoked Tommy. No, well, we smoked out Tommy Chong. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that was back in the day out. when I could smoke. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was going to say, so Chad, I understand you had a little technical difficulty with uh, Tommy. So you're getting rescheduled? We do. Yes. Yeah, we had a little bit of a, a technical and issue. So hopefully uh, this Thursday we'll be doing that. So that'll be fun. I'll look forward to that one for sure. Go ahead and plug it full so let everybody know about it right now. Uh, I appreciate that. Well, yeah, uh, I'm going to be doing an interview with Tommy Chong on the Future Cannabis Project. Uh, We're going to be recording this on Thursday, and I should be putting it up either Thursday evening or Friday afternoon because we can't do it live with him. It's got to be pre-recorded, so that's what we're going to be doing. And yeah, thanks for everybody who tuned in and actually, you know, showed me support on the Instagram and the page, a lot of love and support from those messages. So thank you, everybody. Nice. Yes. We're almost almost due for a revisit with Tommy soon, I think. I was thinking that just the other day, we need to, it's been a couple of months since he was on, it was his birthday was on last. It, It was. The day before his birthday. Yeah, the day before. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to hook up another interview with him. We've got a couple in, on the calendar so far, just after the week off of reorganizing, you know, uh, what interviews to get on. And we're going to have Chad on in a couple of weeks as well, so we can get a proper interview with Chad, with Chad there. Just chats me shit for a while. What a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> that guy doesn't even know how to go. He doesn't even follow the show order. Are we sure we should well, invite that no, guy? He doesn't even know when the news I is know. coming. Should right? we really invite that guy back? I don't know. I heard he's teachable, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's a good learner. We can train him to the standard we need him. <laughs> we can make him better. Perfect. <laughs> Shit, man. Now, you know you're always welcome, Chad, when you do your thing. Oh, thank you, man. I love hanging out with you guys. And yeah, that'll be fun to get in here on the first, uh, do a little more of a, a one, well, not a one-on-one, but talking about uh, some of the things that I've got going on, some of the things I'm doing and yeah. seeing. Um, but I love what we're doing here today too. So stoked to be stoked to be asked, man. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have a structure sometimes, but it's also good to just sit back and chat some shit and get high and, you know, you just chat shit. That's a good thing to do, man. I enjoy doing that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> structure so should we do it shall, shall we move on to the cannabis news and events now everybody i think we all ready we can yes. do that let's yeah. do 10 seconds of silence then everybody. <laughs> <laughs> here we go time for the news and there we go everybody the most professional news intro ever Welcome to this week's Cannabis News and Events. Uh, we got lots going on this week. We've got five news stories to cover, so we should get stuck straight into it, really. Uh, Chad, you want to go first, considering that you, you're so eager to get your news article. <laughs> yes, <laughs> breaking news. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, so the, the article that I brought today is Federal Judge Nullifies Main Residency Requirements for Cannabis Owners. So... Just in the title alone, it's interesting because in the United States, um, the individual states are left to their own um, opinions as to whether they want to legalize cannabis for medicinal or for recreational or for both. Completely federally illegal. So the fact that a federal judge is involved in this is kind of interesting to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, uh, well, many things like the FDA, you can't get patents and whatnot on plants because they're federal agencies. They won't, you know, they won't even open the door for you to walk in because then they could be complicit. So anyways, yeah, federal judge. Um, but what, what, this, what's, what is a residency requirement? Okay, so a lot of states have said, if you are going to own a cannabis business, you need to be a resident of the state. That's meant to kind of protect, you know, people who have lived there, um, medical businesses that are going to come up. It prevents big corporations from coming in and just plopping all their money down and taking over what may have been a traditionally mom and pop market. Mm -hmm. So that's why they have residency requirements. Um, But what Maine did, what the federal judge did is he said, nope, it doesn't matter. Anybody can do that 
and the kind of the laws that they used, it's a, technically it's a violation of the Constitution's dormant commerce clause, which nobody knows, not even me, um, in the opinion that the judge filed. And this will be very interesting for states like mine that don't allow out-of-state investors, um, technically. But the, the opinion of the judge, she wrote, explicit, this law explicitly discriminates against residents of other states and Maine cannot show a legitimate local purpose for this requirement. So either Maine Ooh. kind of dropped the ball on showing them the benefits of, you know, keeping the businesses uh, owned mm -hmm. within the state. So they either dropped the ball or the, the judge just said, yeah, there's no reason to discriminate against them, which again, it's a federal judge. So that's going to set precedent for states like mine. I'm sure that's the next lawsuit coming because- yeah, they they can come in and buy all the stuff in the state, and there they go. Yeah, that's scary, man. It just basically means here I am in an illegal state. If I want to go ahead and grow weed over in your state, Washington, all I got to do is go over there, rent a hotel room, and start growing weed as long as I have my license. Yeah, and that really is going to screw with everybody else there. I mean, come on. Look, you're going to be taking people's livelihood away doing mm -hmm. this. Yeah, it's already kind of, you know, hard enough. Um, like in Washington, we're, we're 10 years into recreational cannabis. So, the, you know, a lot of the, the winners and losers have already been shaken out. You know, mom and pops, they mainly lost. Right. Um, but mm -hmm. these people now that are running it, you know, they're mid-level people. If these big companies come in, well, they're going to suffer the same fate as the mom and pops did. I don't feel bad in that aspect, but yeah, so this, this was all behind, uh, so Acreage Holdings, which is one of the larger cannabis companies out there, uh, you know, you can buy them on the stock market. They filed a, a 2020 lawsuit, um, which kind of initiated this, these proceedings. We're now getting the decision on it, but Acreage Holdings is a major player, so they're behind it. I'm sure they they're already got their little charts and darts out to, to figure out where to go next. I think this is an, an inevitable part of the business though. It will be with federal legalization. This sort of thing would happen, um, right. which unfortunately dr does draw some of the like pump and dump type of mindsets to the cannabis industry they're like okay we've got mm -hmm. three years to make money you know screw longevity screw integrity we got three yeah. years to make money sell and then we're out and that mm -hmm. that really is what's going to happen when and if we go federally legal um you just can't compete with the uh the money and marketing of some of these larger players but that will bring the rise of craft cannabis because there will always be a market for top-notch well-grown quality stuff so that that's my right. hope. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing I'm, I'm waiting for, if and when federal legalization happens, I mean, I've heard about so much cannabis is now in cold storage, frozen in freezers, all, all in many, many legal states around that any state who hasn't legalized and got their grow up to capacity, all of a sudden federal legalization is going to come around. And guess what? All that that entire state's going to get flooded with cannabis from out of state that's being stored right now. They're going to be losing all that revenue. 100%. You know, some of these new markets that are opening on the East Coast, uh, if we had that sort of national distribution framework, uh, they'd be smoking nothing but Cali weed. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think, and that's it. I think that's just going to be the way eventually. It'll be grown in a field somewhere rather than indoors, you know, and then it'll be sent across the whole lot of the USA rather than state by state. I think it's going to be more, it'll, it'll end up being more like California or, or, or let's say uh, wines, all, all over wines. I can't say California mm -hmm. wines. I know California is the predominant U.S. wine area in the U.S., but, but still, it'll be like fine wine. Yeah, everybody can make it, but, but you're going to have to make it really, really good in order mm -hmm. to, to, to mm -hmm. either that or really, really cheap. Those are the two things that usually survive in, in fine things like, you know, whiskey, wine, beers, things like that. Mm -hmm. The middle, the middle, the middle man, you know, the, 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 the 50 50 kind of kind of product it's not really good and it's not really bad but it's not really cheap either mm -hmm. that's the stuff that's going to probably get eliminated real fast yeah agreed <laughs> and march has a story that kind of uh leads on to this one. yeah i do actually when he when you were mentioning chat about uh, all the cannabis that's in storage right now 
Over here, up north in the Great White North, cannabis producers destroyed a record amount of unsold product last year. And the byline is saying that 425 million grams of unpackaged dried cannabis was destroyed, highlighting industry's issue of producing more than it can sell. And I think one of the things I took away from this is that that's because there's a lot of sort of mid-level, mediocre, uninteresting weed being produced by the legal industry (laughs) right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and so it said 425 million grams of unpackaged dried cannabis. I think there was also, that's 26% of the total dried cannabis that was produced in 2021. So last year, like that's, that's a lot of weed. Um, it also said that more than 7 million units of packaged cannabis, including extracts, edibles, topicals, and dried cannabis were also destroyed in the same period. So add another 7 million of, and then you also have the waste on top of that from the packaging. So uh, they're saying that it's obviously, wow. that's obviously a huge problem, but the it's no secret that the legal market in Canada has been, it's been a real roller coaster since legalization happened, what, like four, is it almost five years ago now, I think in October. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a problem. They're obviously growing too much. Um but the price isn't coming down though. That's that's the mm. weird part of it. You some know? of the prices are coming down. Like you can get some pretty cheap weed on the legal market, but a lot of the times, like the stuff that you get in the stores is like you can't see anything. It's all in in packages that you you can't see what you're buying. I know when I worked at the dispensary, sometimes if you didn't like if customers didn't ask for package dates, you could get stuff pretty mm-hmm. old. And I mm-hmm. mean, I've bought stuff before that you open it up and you're like, this stuff is dry as shit. And then that really makes yeah. you not want to buy more from that particular producer. And just some of the stuff isn't really all that notable. You know what I mean? Like, it's just sort of like you were saying, monkey, like mm-hmm. it's not, it's, it's not cheap and it's not that exciting. Good. Yeah. Like it's just kind of <laughs> mediocre weeds. So I feel like that's, yeah. that stuff is all over the legal market. Um, mm. Yeah. Just your, uh you know, un- undescribable, not memorable mids that are out yeah, there. Yeah, like you know? there's all Just kinds that's... of that stuff out there. So it's no wonder why they're, and all these com- big companies are coming in. There's like the big green rush and they're like, you know, uh, opening up into the, the stock market, all that stuff, thinking they're all going to make tons of money. And then they realize that it's uh-huh. a little more nuanced than that. And that they're actually handling yeah. a perishable product that you, I mean, you can put it into cold storage, I guess, for a certain period of time, but it doesn't last forever. And the longer nope. it sits in there, more trichomes get knocked off. And then, of course, that's, you know, going to affect the quality of the weed that you're smoking. And the packaging they're using often isn't conducive to proper storage. So the longer it sits in a store mm-hmm. shelf, it's also going to degrade. So there's a whole bunch of problems with it. But it's, you know, mm-hmm. these companies are losing out. I don't know if I feel too bad for them because it feels like there's not that many mom and pop kind of legal company i guess there's mm-hmm. a few but it feels mm-hmm. like sometimes they kind of go into the business and then they end up getting bought out by these bigger you know weak conglomerates mm-hmm. and yeah yeah i don't know if how great this is for the consumer i think that's also why the legal market or the sorry the illicit market is still alive and well yeah, yeah. The illicit market, at least most of the time, there you can at least sample, touch, smell the product, yeah. and you know what you're buying. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to me too to to know year over year what the actual sales are. Like, are the sales declining, and there's just all this surplus, or has like sales stayed steady and people are just overgrowing? Because um, sometimes the legislators will use that a lot to point to indications that the black market is thriving or, you know, home growing is a detriment to our legal cannabis system. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's always interesting too to, to toss in the equation. I think what one of the mm. things they're saying in this article is one of the factors of the one factor that is affecting this is the slow rollout of retail stores following legalization. So I know in my province, when it first legalized, they had like a lottery system for the retail operators. And it wasn't that easy to get these licenses. They were only going to have so many. And then they, then it became like a free for all. And they're just like, yeah, if you want a license and you have the money, you can do it. And now there's like a million stores, but they're saying that initially the slow rollout of retail stores kind of meant that the producers had no place to put their product after they they made it which you know kind of contributed to the issue but 
and now you have like a million stores in every city and they all sell the same shit. So <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> right. helps the problem either, right? Like it's just who curates what in their menu, but everyone's selling the same stuff. So yes. so what's what's their reasoning behind having um containers that are closed, like closed off that you can't see? What is that? Is it a you know, like a, a you like a um a law that they've passed that can't be shown or they've got a problem with it? Because I mean you go and buy alcohol, you can see through it's, it's a clear bottle most of the time. You can see what it is. I mean, I know you can't touch it or smell it, but yeah, you can still, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why there's. Yeah, that. I don't really know why either, to be completely honest, but I think it has a lot to like they when they brought in legalization, they kind of went over the top on protecting the children and all this stuff. Right. And that might oh, have okay. to do with it because the packaging can't look enticing to kids and like there's so many rules around what has to be on the packaging and and Mm -hmm. none of it can be visible and you can't have all the cannabis stores you if you've ever you're in Canada you can't see into the legal stores because god forbid somebody should walk by and see somebody purchasing weed Um, you have to be of age to be in the store so unlike the liquor stores here, like, you know, you can bring your kids in and buy a bottle of like a case of beer, but in the weed stores, you can't do that. Like you have to turn them away. You have to be of age to be in the store. Like there's all kinds of stuff. No, imagine having to leave your kids outside. <laughs> it's such a deterrent. Yeah. You know, it's not very often a parent's going to walk past and be like, you kids stand outside here while I go and buy these drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's how we got just... Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it yeah, just, it just confuses me in in the in the way i mean like if they're not kids and that and underage aren't supposed to be in the store why then does it make a difference whether you can open and and look at it and touch it if people aren't underage aren't supposed to be in there anyway if you're a consenting adult yeah and you Mm -hmm. know legally you're allowed to be in there you know what i mean i know it doesn't make sense and i've seen articles before too that says it's like the weed stores are very good at enforcing the legal age limit so it's not very often that you're selling weed to underage people like that doesn't mm. happen unless you have some pretty good fake id but just they like to make stupid rules so there's so many rules that are hard to follow somebody fucks up makes a mistake and loses their license right yeah because the penalties are really high and i did actually an interview recently with breeder steve who is a fellow canuck mm. and he was talking about how legalization is great but now it's you can actually get penalized for more things now that it's legal in Canada than you did when it was illegal, which I find kind of interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Like if you don't follow the rules, you're going to get fucked more so than if, you know, if it was mm. just like a, a crazy free for all illicit market, but that's the price you pay sometimes, I guess, to be able to smoke a joint walking down the street, not having to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. That, that's <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. There's still some crazy stigmas about this stuff though. Cause I remember uh, seeing the signs last time I was in Oregon uh, in the dispensaries, you were allowed to take pictures. You could even videotape the, the, the dispensary, but you were not allowed to record or photograph a transaction at all because wow. it, it's considered federally illegal and they just didn't want to put anybody in jeopardy. So if anybody's buying weed, you're not allowed to have your phone out taking a picture or doing anything. Uh, okay. <laughs> Which Fair is enough. ridiculous. I mean, you, you can. That's still a paranoia about it. People are afraid that, hey, somebody's going to know I do this. And I, I don't get that myself, but you know, it's. It's okay. I mean, people are allowed to feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah, and I guess we have to remember that we've endured, what, like 60, 70 years of reefer madness and dare programs and all this other bullshit. And some pe- it's still entrenched in some people's mind that it's the devil. Madness, so. Oh, yeah. I think some people, it will never leave their mind. I don't care what happens. It's just, you know, they're going to end. It's basically, it's going to, we're going to have to age out of that generation to get, get the stigma changed. Right, which is a polite way of saying we just wait for the right people to die. I wasn't going to say it that way, but yeah. Yeah. It was mighty Canadian of you, Marge. (laughs) Yeah. You said it the more diplomatic way. (laughs) I was trying to be nice about it, but yeah. Yeah. So we do have some some news from the UK as well. Things are getting a little bit interesting over here. We're still waiting for it to be fully legalized, of course, but we're legal for medical use. It's just hard to get hold of. But it's according to this uh, news article here, it says medical cannabis now prescribed to 17,000 people in the UK, Ooh. but many are still using the legacy market. You know, it, it says the black market there, but, you know, we don't like those kind of terms. 
So we use the legacy market or the 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 untaxed market is one we use. I kind of like the term legacy market though, because it doesn't have the negative connotation that illicit or black Mm -hmm. market has. So legacy just says, yeah, we were here first. So we created the legacy for which everyone else is following. This is how it's always been done. Yes. Now now the government are trying to put their fingers in the fucking pie and be like, yeah, let me, let me have a little piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. And we end up where Canada is with all these stupid fucking rules. Right. And then they're destroying 425 million grams of weed, which is a real shame. It's just like a crime in itself. (laughs) Really? I really hope we could have had one hell of a music festival. one (laughs) I hope they incinerated it. Like all those, you know, like foreign like raids you see in the news where they incinerate it. Then all of a sudden the whole like force is high. That's what I'm saying, man. We could have had an event with that. You could have pay, paid her into the field. We're going to go ahead and blow it all out there. Right. <laughs> you should decide. Sorry, this, uh, oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. No, I'll just edit all that out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> around uh, around 17,000 people in the UK are now thought to have received legal medical cannabis for a range of conditions, including chronic pain, depression, insomnia, and Parkinson's. So, First off, we're going to point out here the uh, Simpa. We had an interview with Simpa this week. Some of you might have seen it, and he brought up a really good fucking point. There is no such thing as medical cannabis. It's just cannabis. Amen. True. So when they say medical cannabis now prescribed to 17,000 people in the UK, it's bullshit title to start with because it's not medical cannabis. It's just cannabis. The word medical is redundant. They are using cannabis for medical uses medical cannabis is no different from street cannabis from uh recreational cannabis it's all the same shit it's, it's, it's all cannabis but they put in the u.s labels the on difference it. in the u.s is the taxing that's mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. same plant different tax yeah just trying to create a false dichotomy that's right there b mooney these motherfuckers they cannot be trusted anyway <laughs> let's not go off on a macarant or some kind of cat Crazy, crazy tangent right now. I'm trying to concentrate and get in this news. I say the, read, ch- the chat's read, getting really readed. Chat, chat's pushing hard for a rant. <laughs> it's coming. Stop. Okay. Uh, so anyway, insomnia and Parkinson's, but still, many other law-abiding citizens across the country are using the legacy market as they are unaware the law changed in 2018. This is something we brought up a couple of weeks ago that. There's still a shitload of people out there in the UK who are not aware that cannabis is legal for medical use in the UK. And I had this situation with one one of my friends because he's moved to a different city, no longer has any contacts. So he's looking for a place where he can get some weed. And I'm like, have you tried like going to a clinic and and getting a prescription? It's like, what? That's fucking possible. So explain the process and shit. And no, he's going through that uh, that process and he will be getting his prescription soon. But he was completely unaware that this shit was going on. And it's going to be the same for a lot of people in the UK. A lot of people don't know the law changed. And a lot of people don't know that you can go out and get cannabis on prescription. You have to pay, you know, a stupid amount of money for it. But still, you can get it on prescription. Anyway, we'll carry on here. A mum of two with Crohn's disease from South Wales told Metro.co.uk, which is the website that released this article, uh, how she barely had the strength to look after her child before deciding to access the plant illegally. She now has a legal prescription and says cannabis alleviates her pain and stomach cramps, allowing her to be more active, work, and spend quality time with her family, which is something we hear plenty of. Mm. Uh, you know, all these people who use cannabis for medical use, they all report good things with very little side effects, which is what we want to see. You know, a lot of people suffer from the side effects of the pills they take. So I have to take more pills to battle the side effects of these pills. It's, it's an absolute farce, but cannabis doesn't have that kind of shit. Uh, a natural medicine specialist with a background in clinical research says cooking cannabis into brownies, something you might know about much, uh, helped reduce his dad's Parkinson's related tremors and drastically improved his quality of sleep, which, you know, if you're going to eat that. cannabis yeah. brownie, you're going to sleep good. <laughs> That's just the way it goes, right? Uh, a DJ and director from North London who previously suffered from Hodgkin's lymphoma, a rare form of cancer, told how accessing the drug eased her discomfort. Wow. It proved even more important after chemotherapy causing corrosion in her hip bones, meaning she was in pain and required replacement. It's just ridiculous that we're still going through this. 
you know, all of these different people who have told us their story about how it's helped them with pain or sleep or depression, so many different things. And in the UK here, we're still having to go through this argument of not having the cannabis available on the NHS. People have to go out and pay stupid money for it. It's all about taking it's a damn shame, man. All about taking money out of the pocket of pharma, man. Mm-hmm. When you when you really when you really get down to the nitty and gritty of it, if you you take a, one thing that someone can grow in their backyard, and then it prevents them from having to then go and buy countless pills that you know mm-hmm. need other pills to counteract it. All of a sudden, someone's not making money, are they? And if they're not making money, they're not giving money to the government to um, to promote them. And then the next minute problems so it's a uh says here which is interesting one thing all of these people have in common is that despite doing their research into the medicinal benefits of cannabis it took them some time to realize it was legally available to them since 2018 it's like they've tried so hard to make sure that people can't get it here in the uk Mm. regardless of them you know now okay we'll change the law for you and it's like cool you know you you change the law but you haven't told anybody about it. And it's like having the purge, man, but not letting people know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You got to let me know, man. It's 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? Are, are, like people should have been informed. Are, are medical patients in the UK able to form collectives? So you could have one person growing for, say, 10 patients? No, no, they're not allowed to grow their own. You have you to go and buy it from dispensary. Yeah. Uh, not dispensary. Uh, a clinic. You have oh, to go out geez. and see uh, a specialist. They see your medical history, and then from there they'll be able to decide uh, how much cannabis you need or some shit. I'm not entirely sure the whole process. Simple as some uh, a video yeah. series he's working on right now, which he's probably going to show you okay. the process. Isn't it mailed out in the post, Mackie? Yeah, wow. Well, sounds- so what people are doing here in the UK is they're buying like uh, Simper, for example. He's he's gone out and he's bought the the medical cannabis that my fingers medical cannabis you know the cannabis that they're supplying as medicine which is Mm -hmm. just cannabis and they come in little tubs but they have a date on like this prescription is valid up until this time Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. people are buying the 10 grams for 200 pound or whatever the crazy price is and once it gets to them then they'll smoke whatever's in there if it's good enough but if it isn't good enough they just put their own homegrown in it and until that pot expires the cannabis in it is legal. They don't know if they got it from the dispensary or, or the pharmacist or mm-hmm. some guy on the corner or grown it themselves. They just don't know. So having the tub with the date on it itself, if the police find it, they're like, this is my medicine. Look, here's all, all my, my papers. Exactly what I did. That's mm-hmm. it. You- yeah, we had somebody on years ago, though, Mackie, that was saying that the medical cannabis in the UK is irradiated and all the terpenes mm-hmm. have been destroyed. Yeah, apparently so, so like, yeah. what the hell, mm-hmm. man? That's half the plant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You imagine that just getting some fried fucking gamma radiated shit. No flavor, no smell. That you barely get your eyes. Stupid. <laughs> if you understand the plant, yeah, but- that is stupid. Mm-hmm. Really very stupid. You know, might as well fucking dip it in bleach or something, you docile bastards. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Tell them how you really feel, Matthew. <laughs> You know, sorry, sorry. Yeah, all the anti-inflammatory and calming effects and the energetic effects, all of the things that terpenes can do, the <laughs> wonderful things, man, you just completely took that away from your patients. You know, it's, My gosh. It's because you can't have medicine that tastes good. It's just not allowed. <laughs> <laughs> well, they make that cherry-flavored cough syrup. So what happened to a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. So, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree with that, yeah. actually, yes. Yeah. Sh- I'd rather enjoy my medicine, enjoy the effect of it, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. it's a damn shame man it's a damn shame it is. i think we'll make some progress eventually here in the uk hopefully it's soon you know there's been a lot of shit going on which makes you think it's coming soon but we've been thinking that for a long time sadly it sounds exactly the same as the model we have here mate and i don't i mean look it, it's australia i doubt australia is going to do anything about it until they're absolutely forced to um or we get new blood in government but uh, the same, it does. It's the same thing. It's you got to go to a clinic, and then all you can get is your little tubs, and you pay an absorbent amount of money for it. And then when it gets to you, it's dry. There's no smell, or if there is smell, it, it ain't great. Um, it is slowly getting better over the last couple of years. It has been getting better with more and more. But I much prefer my own, which is why, as I said, when I went when I went on that on that little trip. 
a couple of weeks back, I uh, I just opened up the the old tubs I had laying around and shoved some of my stuff in it and put it in my bag. That was it. No way. We've got an interesting bit here from this article as well. The Department of Health came out about six weeks ago and said there are 8 million chronic pain sufferers in the UK, 24% of whom are being prescribed opioids, mm. probably about 3 million of whom could qualify for our service. That's, uh, you know, to go and get legal cannabis from the, you know, when you pay the price to the government, and it gets heavily taxed, then you can have it. Uh, there were 23.9 million prescriptions written for opioids. Why don't I just round it up to 24, bro? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, written for opioids in the last year in the UK. Uh, they're well known among medical community to be addictive and potentially lead to dependency. Another massive problem, man. Yeah, the opiate crisis, it's huge. And it's mm-hmm. not, it's nowhere near as talked about as, um, as others, you know? Mm-hmm. not not as not as like it's not i suppose it's not as televised it's not you know yeah they're like oh there's an opiate crisis but you never you never really get the numbers they never really dive into it but the moment someone gets caught mm-hmm. with with cannabis oh it's a big problem i was just going to say we'll look at the source one is a, a tax paying business and the other is you know long-haired hippies <laughs> that's a stereotype <laughs> terrible person (laughs) i know i know but it 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 does the double standard just does not make sense and the fact that they don't talk about you know the opioid crisis um in the in the states there have been some lawsuits against the sackler family and sure sure there's some you know quote unquote justice but none of that justice really ever reaches the street level of the people's lives that it's affected which is the saddest part about it yeah Mm -hmm. that's very true and i know even in where i live the evidence is like all over the downtown where i live like people living in bus shelters and pitching tents in the parks and all that kind of stuff like it's hard to ignore really Mm. yep i've seen it it's not nice stuff is it (laughs) crazy the times are changing slowly i do think that cannabis will be available on the nhs at some point it's just gonna well saying that is the nhs even going to exist in 10 years time Things are a bit shit here in the UK right now. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure we're not going to take any steps backwards. I think that that can be said. But it's just going to take a long time taking these steps forward mm-hmm. and things changing. Yeah, I seriously doubt that you'll ever see cannabis being covered by medical insurance in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll probably be relegated to legal and, and what we call an over-the-counter drug. If you want it, go buy it yourself kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that will be their loss. It's just the way it is. Yeah, well, I think uh, I I think it it's the only medicine for some people. Then it needs to be covered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we have another news article here. Bubba Hawk, you want to go next, bro? Yeah, of course. So uh, my one comes from uh, it is an Australian one. So more research on THC and driving fundamental to law reform. Uh, refer reform <laughs> inquiry pauses. Sorry, man. I've just been sitting here in quiet hitting this thing. So I'm a little bit. <laughs> uh, all right. Where are we? More research on the impairing effects of THC on driving is vital if medicinal cannabis patients in New South Wales are to be exempt from prosecution should they fail a roadside test. An inquiry is concluded. The Standing Committee on Law and Justice recommended further studies be conducted after examining the merits of a private member's bill calling for reform. The Road Transport Amendment Bill of 2021 seeks to change existing laws which criminalise motorists bound with THC in their system, even if no impairment is detected. Under the bill, drivers who are not impaired and can prove they have a legitimate prescription are taking cannabis in accordance with the doctor's instruction should be exempt from prosecution. Uh, While acknowledging the existing laws have a negative impact on medicinal cannabis users, patients are forced to either curtail their treatment or risk arrest and prosecution if they need to drive. The committee elected not to take a position on the bill. Instead, it recommended the issue proceed to debate in the Legislative Council and that the concerns identified by stakeholders inform the debate. After hearing from a number of experts, including the Lambert Initiative, The report made clear that further research into the impairment effects of THC was needed if reform was to follow. Uh, Balancing the significant public interest inherent in road safety, it appears to the committee that a better understanding of the impairing effects of medicinal cannabis products 
that contained THC is a fundamental and necessary precursor to law reform in this area, the report said. Without this information, it appears to the committee that any risks to road safety cannot be properly evaluated or mitigated. The committee accepts that the current laws are having a negative impact on some medicinal cannabis users and for this reason encourages the New South Wales government to partner with experts and academics in the field to develop the evidence based necessary to resolve the current uncertainty and minimise the negative impact. The committee also acknowledged the key concerns that the current laws operate unfairly in numerous ways. Uh, it presumes impairment in the presence of THC, it conflates med medicinal and recreational cannabis use, uh, and it imposes harsh penalties on those who benefit from or are only able to access treatment with medicinal cannabis, pro cannabis products that contain THC. The committee encourages further debate on this issue to include detailed consideration of approaches taken worldwide, noting that the Tasmanian experience may be instructive. Uh, so Tasmania being the only state in Australia that has a legal defence for driving with THC if you're a medicinal user. Um, so cannabis has, yeah, this one comes from cannabis, by the way. Um, cannabis has approached a lobby group drive change for comment. During the hearing, Transport for New South Wales Head of Transport Safety, Security and Emergency Management, Peter Dunphy, said the current testing regime was necessary. Until there is clear evidence on the effects of medicinal cannabis on driving, the New South Wales government will continue to take a cautious approach to changing policies and consider the safety of all road users, he said. We would certainly appreciate and welcome further research in this area to better understand the impacts and also to better target our approaches in terms of prevention and also the enforcement approaches. Uh, according to government figures, 5,388 penalty notices were issued in 2020 and 2021 and 4,561 court attendant issued to drivers for driving the presence of THC. Wow. So that's a lot of people. Nuts, that's man. a lot of people, um, you know, and how many of those are legitimate medicinal users? We don't know. Mm -hmm. um, I, well, all of them, really. <laughs> well, this is true. Yeah, well, yeah we've said it before. <clears throat> yeah. Cannabis use, you're probably a medicinal user, whether you know it or not. There's, yeah, mm. look, there's, I mean, I, I saw one, and I think I mentioned it um, about a week or so ago, and it was a lady who had been pulled over, had tested positive roadside, took it to court, um, stood up in court and and pretty much said, well, you know, can't give, you can't, you can't give me something um, as a medication and say it's legal for me to have it. And then, charge me roadside for for, mm -hmm. for an illicit substance it's not illicit if it's prescribed to me it's not illegal for me to have it therefore it's not an illicit substance so the charge is null and void and the judge agreed with her right so she ended up getting um she ended up getting away with it. i think she ended up copying the fine for something um and had to pay court fees but walked away with no conviction so that sets precedent um all, all mm -hmm. of a sudden we have one person that's already managed to get off at being a medicinal user um, and it, it creates a bit of a snowball effect. But uh, this whole thing's been rattling around in our legal system and, and that for, for quite some time now, ever, ever since it all started, you know, we were all up in arms about it going, well, it's, it's dumb. I mean, I, under, I understand if it's completely illegal and, you know, yeah, it can't be any, you know, it can't be any presence or whatever, but even that it, it's, you can't, you know, I could smoke something now, not have anything for a week, get in the car, test positive, yeah. all of a sudden I end up in I end up the court date. And how is that? You know, yeah, how, crazy, how am I still yeah. high seven days later? I'm fucking not. Mm -hmm. You know, if we But to these people who don't know shit, they probably think you are, mate. But they know they do know, Mackie. This is the point. They do fucking mm -hmm. know and they know that this is fucking bullshit and that they're only doing it to in increase policing numbers and to get more fucking funding. And it's it's frustrating. It's the same as it's the same as old mate on his little fucking motorized scooter. Calm down, bro. Calm Driving down, bro. Around. You're going off on a little bit of a bubble hot crime here. Bubble red. Bubble red. Yes. That's the one thing. The, the bubble's on gonna pop, it's the one bro. Fucking thing. It pisses me off, man. It really does. It gets. It's no, so it bad, mate. Like, yeah. How can you? How can mm -hmm. you justify that amount of money? How can you spend that amount of money or give a law enforcement agency that amount of money to police a plant? Like it's not. Especially, mm -hmm. especially if you're going to then take money from patients for it and say, oh, you can have it, but only if it comes through our sources. Like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? So bad, man. 
Anyway, yeah, I'll so I'll, fucking I'll, crooked. I'll just take five. Don't don't mind me. <laughs> smoke, just, <bro. laughs> I'm sorry. So all I'm of us sorry, smoke. Just that, that can, that's everybody. So much, man. Yeah. Everybody should smoke right now. Yes. That's what you should all do. <laughs> I'm gonna no, I get it though, but you know, it's it's good to know at least you know there's some places in the, in the United States. I think New Jersey was one of them that had actually admitted that uh, now that it's legal to recreationally uh, use cannabis in New Jersey, that it was okay for police officers in New Jersey to recreationally use cannabis. And because of this, they were having to figure out exactly what you're talking about here is how to figure out if you're impaired or yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I so I mean, in situations like this, like when, when you have the public safety at hand, that's what's going to drive it. They really don't give a damn bubble hawk whether you get behind a wheel ever again. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not in their best mm-hmm. interest. Mm-hmm. But it's when it's them, them, yeah, when it, when, it, when somebody has to figure out if they're impaired or not, then they'll figure out a way mm-hmm. of doing like, it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm, I'm not advocating for people to just be able to get off their face and get behind the wheel of a car because, yes, that is dangerous well, and nobody that. wants that. Mm-hmm. We just want it to be fair. Work out a way. I don't care what that way is, as long as it's fair and it's not going to mm-hmm. screw over people who legitimately use it for, you know, and are legitimately prescribed it, you know, even if it was well, as, as a recreational thing. I mean, you can do, they've got it with alcohol. You blow into a bag, you come up with a number. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I know that there's no real test at this point that's been developed to be able to, to work out impairment levels other than the, there was one that they had on your phone or whatever, and you stand on one leg and touch your nose and play with the screen or whatever. But that's you know, it's it's just frustrating. It's kind of silly, but it's got to have like a, there should be like a queue of YouTube videos, memes, shit like that, <laughs> and be like, yes. are Listen, you high right now? No, officer. Oh, oh yeah, watch twenty seconds of this video without laughing. And then we'll say if you're stoned or not. Or they just hire a no, stoner what? to travel around in the back of the cop car. So every time they pull someone over, you know, and they can go, uh-huh. just get this. Just yeah, but stoner's going to be like, no, nah, he's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't even smoked this week. Shut up, obviously. You don't know. <laughs> I'm the expert oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just handing out bags of Cheetos to every second driver. But th- this, is, uh, this is still problems that's happening up in Canada too, right, Marge? Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, do, do they have some tests like they have to take when people get you know suspected of driving under the influence honestly probably i don't i don't get pulled over that often so i don't, I don't know mm. i mean I, I but it is still an issue because it, there's always like how do you figure out a field sobriety test for somebody who's been smoking weed i think it is still something mm-hmm. that they're debating kind yeah. of thing to how to do it but you know if you do get pulled over at any point what should you do Shut the fuck right. up. That's, That's right. The Shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. Don't tell them why you were smoking, what you were smoking, when you mm-hmm. smoked it. Shut the fuck up. Deal with that later. I don't have to discuss my day with you, officer. No. No yeah. comment. Go and check out uh, Shut the Fuck Up, guys, over on Twitter. The, the Potter Brothers at Law. And they'll be able to explain what you should do when you get pulled over and shit like that. And it's, it's important to know that shit. And that was a Twitter account Always called Shut the Fuck Up, guys? No, they're called Pop Brothers at Law, oh, okay. but every day they, they release a video going over the script, oh. which is like, uh, I, don't, I don't know, what can I do for your officer? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm not am gonna... I being detained or am I under arrest? Am I free mm-hmm. to go? And after that, shut the fuck yeah. up. I'm not, I'm, I'm not willing to discuss my day with you. And after that, don't, that's yeah. it. Because mm-hmm. they're not, they're, they're, they're there to get as much evidence against you as they can. They're not there to help you, no matter how friendly they seem. Yeah, and they can be pretty good at getting you getting you to talk too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they are not your friends. That's right. They are not. Don't ever. They might pretend to be, but they're not. Just just shut the fuck up. Right. Mm-hmm. Fuck up. Yeah, that's what they were. Their point was: if you say something, it's very hard to unsay yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let them do the talking. For I assume. You. I assume now too, because it feels like caught the cops are now all wearing like body cams and stuff too. So if you do say something, it's probably recorded. Well. yeah half the time you know that body cam quote unquote isn't working all oh, right mm-hmm. that's really really well, common in the i was just like that one you know i don't answer questions <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry officer i don't answer questions what do you mean you don't answer questions well i'm sorry officer i don't answer questions that's a question <laughs> i'm not gonna answer it <laughs> mm-hmm. that would be a fucking good one. anyway one more news article to push through before we wrap this up you've yes, got yes. one there monkey right yeah, this comes from theface.com, and uh, the title of the article, Is it okay to get high with your pet in the room? 
Now, I know we have pet lovers on the panel and out there, so, and we have talked about pets and weed a few times, so this one kind of piqued my interest a little bit. Let's see what, what the guy has to say. Uh, the article starts off uh, talking about he was, he was on Twitter one day. My productivity was going into oblivion one morning this week, and I landed on this video. It features a Staffordshire Bull Terrier sitting in the passenger seat of a car, wearing a bandana, and vibing to Tupac featuring Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the owner was sitting in the driver's seat next to the dog and he appear, he exhales what appears to be smoke and the, the staff, he seems seriously chill. Okay, now you see this on, on you know, I've seen such a thing on reels on, on Instagram and, and various things. I don't do TikTok, but I, I mean, you're going to see these things out there. Uh, and the first thing, you, I mean, when I would see that, I would immediately think, yeah, it's probably weed, right? The comments under the video were, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrible. It's terrible. Look at the dog. You're getting him high. Did you have his permission to do that? That's terrible. So this guy decided. Did to you have his permission to do that? Oh, my God. Oh, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. What Look, the yeah. Fuck. You did not get consent from your dog before yes. you got high. He's like, look. But, well, <sighs> like your, your dog is in an abusive relationship. It's in real comments. Dude. If you're the dog's yeah, girl. It's really. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 go ahead. If you're the dog's guardian, you can sign the permission slip. End of case. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Is he of age? Well, yes, in dog years, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Three years but old, anyway, he's allowed to get high if he wants to. But <laughs> The author decided to track down the username. Uh, the username was at uh, Loving Nats. And it turns out that the guy, uh, the comments were all wrong. Uh, the, the guy who made the video, he said the dog wasn't high. The, the guy who made the video does not smoke cannabis, and he was actually smoking a, a, a nicotine vape. And so what he blew at the dog was nicotine and not cannabis. But, you know, e even if you throw that back out there to your audience, you're still going to get a yeah. bunch of hate, you know, doing something <clears throat> like that. <clears throat> so he wanted to go one step further, and he wanted to actually just look at it from a veterinarian's point of view. So he contacted a doc, Just Elliot, Dr. Just Elliot. Dr. Elliot was talking about weed intoxication in dogs and cats, and we have talked about this before. Cannabis does affect uh, animals much more severely uh, because of their size, because of their endocannabinoid system. See, I can always get tongue-tied with that mm -hmm. word. Uh, it's different than ours, so we don't want our animals getting a hold of cannabis. Now, they even heard, and I, and I can't vouch for this, and I have yet to find a, a veterinarian, veterinarian to to give me a straight answer on this, but some people have told me that a dog can eat a raw cannabis bud that's not been decarbed and still get high. Yeah. I'm not sure about yeah. that. So anyway, oh, it, it is uh, true. Yeah, my neighbor did it by accident, left a massive nugget on his table and come back like five minutes later, his dog had eaten it and his dog was high for hours. Yeah. He said he was the funniest shit he's ever seen. So he said he was like la Fair. laying in bed and all he could hear was the dog getting up from the bed every five minutes to go and get a drink. And then he'd go and eat like <laughs> half his bowl of food. I'm laughing, but I mean, the poor oh, dog. Look, I mean, that's what he so said. Anyway. He goes, I was worried. And then I just realized he's probably just high as shit vibing out on the back deck. And he's just getting up and having a drink, going having something right. to eat, lays <laughs> back down. <laughs> you know, yeah, poor thing. Okay. I don't want to piss anybody off by laughing at it, but I'm just kind of thinking about this dog high as hell going, going, hanging out on the back and just having to dry him out. It was just, yeah, that's what he said. He said it was just like every couple of minutes you'd hear him just up off the little, little trampoline bed <laughs> and then he'd be like down in some water and then back onto the bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's never cool to spike anybody, even the dogs, man. You, no. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. I can laugh about it all, all I want. Yeah, it yeah. Wasn't and cool. that, but that's it. Shit does happen sometimes. Sometimes. So if you have your animals, it, you got to watch out, right? It is only weed. I know it's going to get their mash up. They're going to be uncomfortable for a while, but it's not going to cause too much damage. Mm. You know, at least there's that. Yeah, but, but well, don't give dog, your dog we, shit unless they actually need it. You know. That's true. Well, I mean, that, but wait a minute. Now we can go into that too, because, you know, there are such things as, as a veterinary cannabis products. I'm mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. well aware of a CBD shop around here that sells gummies for dogs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, it, and, they, and they ain't cheap either, man. They cost as much or more than human gummies. Yeah. Uh, crazy <laughs> stuff out there. But so, yeah, people are dosing dogs intentionally with cannabis and I hope they're doing oh, it yeah, correctly. For medicine and shit, definitely. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of a few people using it for dogs with like uh, hip problems and yes. joint yeah. problems yeah. and shit, just using CBD. And Brian here says, I give my old cat CBD every yeah. day for yeah, medical yeah. uses, for sure. Give your cat fucking cannabis, man. It, it would probably work well. But well, for your own entertainment be... or your friend's yeah. entertainment, that's not cool. Don't do that. It, 
And if you're giving your pets cannabis, I would be more leaning to get the stuff that's made for cats and dogs because, you know, that's going to be dosed properly, I would think. I don't know. Sure I don't think any of these people different. have any fucking idea what they're doing. <laughs> I, I would be tempted to do that because I don't really know. But I mean, raw CBD products are pretty easy to get in the States, uh, dirt cheap, mm. but I wouldn't know how to dose it properly for an animal. That's, that's where I would fall into mm. that, though. But anyway, in this article, the the uh, the author wanted to go a little bit further than that. And yeah, we know that giving getting uh, cannabis to animals is going to affect them badly. And that it can, it can be really bad if the, if the animal gets a very high dose of it. It can actually look like the animal could die. Actually, the animal can re go into a coma. But it, I'm not going to say it couldn't happen, but I don't think that there has been recorded deaths from, from animals ingesting cannabis that I'm mm -hmm. aware of. I've not read about them. I'm sure it's very uncomfortable for them. So just like your kids, you wouldn't want them to be uncomfortable by doing something stupid like this. Don't do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the article goes further. It wants to know, okay, in this video, the, the guy is driving along and blowing vapes, vape at the, uh, the dog. And he wanted to know, can animals get a contact high? That's the purpose of the whole article. Can, can you know, can it get high if you're in the room with well, them? I have and heard. the answer is the same thing. The veterinarian says exactly the same thing that the doctors have told us, that contact highs are bullshit. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're hotboxing, it's one thing because you're in a small room and you're trying to get the smoke as thick as you possibly can. But if you're just in a room and you're just smoking, even if you blow the vapor or the smoke at your pet, the chances are the passive smoke will not get your pet high. However, it could have a long-term uh, effect on their lungs and it's not recommended mm -hmm. well I've, I've read somewhere in the past how uh, when you inhale cannabis you know hold, them articles like holding in the smoke does nothing for you because pretty much the thc is absorbed instantaneously by the lungs and put into the blood so when you blow out there's very very little thc in the smoke mm. Yeah. So if anybody breathes that in, they're not going to get high off it because there's not enough THC in the smoke, unless it's off the off the mainstream uh, burn, you know, like off the end of a spliff or a, a blunt or something. Well, that's usually mm -hmm. that that yeah. mainstream is what usually gets the the hot box going anyway. It's not mm -hmm. not so much you smoking and breathing out. It's the the but, excess. But burn. if you're vaping it, there's not going to be that that mainstream smoke. Is no, it? it's going to it's only uh, inhaled and then blown out. So I mean, I've. I've known people who have claimed to got got second and high that way, but mm -hmm. I honestly can't. Placebo effect is a magical thing. Really. <laughs> what I'm thinking, you know, they, they just yeah, they smelled it and they must oh, I must be high now. No, dude, if you were high right now, you'd know yeah. it. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting, it's inter inter it? interesting article here though. It also mm -hmm. talks about dogs getting stoned as a big problem in Canada. Can it? Canadians must be smoking a lot of weed then. Oh, probably. You got pets, Marge? <laughs> Not right now, no. No. No, because all my kids are out of the house now, and having a pet would be like having another toddler at home, so fuck. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I understand yeah. that. We have a cat. It's not quite as much a responsibility yeah. as a dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so not right now, yeah. but. Yeah. So keep your weed away from your, your pets uh, unless you're giving it to them responsibly and intentionally to treat a condition. Be nice to your animals. Treat them like your your, uh, your kids. You yeah, and, and if if your pets ask for it anytime, then you, you cut down on what you're smoking, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they do say that some 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 pets, it's like catnip to them. Mm -hmm. and, and I've heard people at Percy's in, in threads type, I've seen, I've read, uh, they say uh, the, the cat can't wait till I come out the, the, the tent and give them a fan leaf every time and stuff like that. So animals do enjoy See, I don't know, man. My dogs do. are fussy as fuck. And unless it smells like meat, <laughs> they don't really, they don't really <laughs> I mean, want to eat true, it, you know? Yeah, I get it. My cat is not interested at all because, I mean, I say my fussy little little prissy animal, if it's not brown and crunchy and come in a bag, she doesn't need it. Yeah, my dogs yeah. don't mind it. They'll go and they'll have a sniff of it and they'll have a chew on a fan leaf without an issue. So not not that I like them doing it, but if they, you know, if I'm sitting in the lounge room trimming or something, it's, you know, you got to be careful because they'll just shove their head in the bag and pull out a fan leaf, start chewing it. They don't care. Yeah. It doesn't seem to affect yeah, them. So, you know, I mean, there's not much in a in a fan leaf anyway. But and puppies just like to chew anything anyway. Well, this is oh, true. What's that? True. I chew that. That's that. That looks that looks like yeah. fun to chew on. You know. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I mean, I found myself a, a few times I clean it up after a big trim or something like that. And I'll sweep the floor and I'll literally find buds that have fallen off the tray on the floor and stuff like that. So if I had pets around, I could see where that could be. A problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So interesting one, Monkey. That's a definitely interesting one. Try not Dogs to get your dog cats high. Don't get a contact yeah. high. Yeah. But remember mm-hmm. that. They won't get a contact high, but don't get them. Yeah, high. and the, but the long damage from the smoke can be dangerous. Try not to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yep. Don't, don't like. It's better to sit with your pets anyway, and it, they they enjoy the attention. I don't know, man. I yeah. wouldn't like specifically be. You know, if you walked in the room and I was smoking, I'd be like, "No, you have to get out." You know, I'd be like, "Yeah, good <laughs> chill, man." I mean, most of the most of the animals are not gonna. I mean, if you try to blow the smoke in their face, uh, I think my cat would probably run like hell. Uh, John Finnegan said, uh, "My last dog would jump up beside me when he saw me taking out my stash box." <laughs> I'm saying, Look what you got I, there, seen, bro. I remember <laughs> in college, I, I had a friend that every time he, he he sparked a joint, the cat would get into his his lap. He, cat wanted one hit, so he blow, he'd blow smoke in the cat's nose once, and the cat would, would go crazy and play for about an hour. Yeah, they got endocannabinoid system too, right? Yeah. Uh, that was the cat asking for it every time. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, give me my hit. And it knew its nose. It knew it needed one hit, and then off it would go. Smart cat. Yeah, I mean, it's like <laughs> it, then it's a paper bag or a box and quarreling it out, jumping jumping around for hours. It's hilarious. It was a great entertainment when you're stoned. Backblast said here, I got a fluffy golden retriever. I keep him out of my grow room, or I would have hair all over my buds. That's a good yeah. no smoking yeah. Labrador, man. Yeah. <laughs> He's a half Maui Waui, half Labrador, man. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> I had to chase my dog around for a week. That, that used to be the old giveaway on who grew the batch. It's like, whose dog hair is in it? It's like, oh, yeah, it's a German nice. shepherd hair. That's Mark. <laughs> sweet. Genius, I say. Genius. Mm-hmm. But that's all the news articles we've got this week. But uh, we should move on with this little bit of forum news here. Uh, you want to read this one out, Monkey? Uh, yeah, this, this week we had promotions over at Percy's, and, and then we had we were moving members up to known users and respected users. And the admin and mom team do this. We usually go down and, and uh, there's a little discussion behind behind the curtain, and we look at everybody's uh, you know activity over at Percy's. How long have you been there? Uh, have you run diaries? What's going on? Have you been helpful? Things like that. And so this, uh, it's been six months since we've done this. And this week we decided it was time to go ahead and move up some promotions. So we have decided that we moved uh, to known users, Artman, Savans, Hydro, Improper Weed Viking, Super C, Gellert, as we learned to say it correctly, Missioner, uh, Spab, and Backblast have been moved from just Percy members to known users. And then we would like to also announce that we moved three members from known users to the highest highest level of regular users, respected members. Uh, these members are people that we feel like we've gotten to know well enough, and it's a higher level of trust when you get moved up to the higher levels. And the three users that we moved up were shown up, Sparky, that's I am Sparky, and oh my gosh, John Finnegan. Yes. <laughs> yeah, John, we had to give it to you, buddy. Oh, I tried to get you off the list, John. I did try, mate, but... Monkey yeah, wasn't having it. We fought hard and, and we got you. There. Yeah, I have no idea why John got it, but he's there now. So <laughs> might as well just congratulations to everyone who got promoted, <laughs> and for those who didn't make it this round, there's always next time. Hang around, you'll get there. I mean, so thank you everybody for all the work they're putting over at Percy's, man, and all those guys who come along and listen to the show every week as well. It's super fucking cool, man. We appreciate everybody's yeah. support. You know, visiting the forum, listening to the show, just being part of that whole shit. You know. Yeah. We wouldn't have a forum if it wasn't for the people like the, we just talked about got promoted over there. These are the people who are helping the other members, answering the questions, doing things like that for us over there. And that's the reason we move people up. They're involved in the community and they're paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keep it up, everybody. Keep it up. Smashing it. Is there any other news other than that? I think that's about it for the uh, forum news, isn't it? I think There'll so. be more, more news next week. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's Cannabis News. If you have any news stories that you see throughout the week that you would like us to cover on next week's show, then please feel free to email us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com. You can also message us at percysgrowroom.com or you can find us on social media like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just search for High on Homegrown. You'll find us there and you'll be able to inbox us with whatever news story you'd like us to cover. 
But uh, thanks to Chad for coming to join us for this show. If you want to find out more about Chad, then just head to Instagram, search for Chad Westport. You'll find him and you'll be able to find out all about his podcast and the other shows he does over there on his Instagram. Uh, in the meantime, of course, thanks very much for downloading the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be great if you could share the episode with a friend. That is a good way to help the show grow. But in the meantime, we'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. And on Friday, we have the Grow Guides, which is all about terpenes and cannabis plants. So we'll catch you then. Thanks again for downloading the show. We'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye. And don't forget to sign up to PersysGrowing.com if you haven't already. Do that. That would be sweet. All right. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.